What's going on, guys? The NBA playoffs are here. We have the bracket. We actually got a couple games in already. There's been some great games and some great series that are going to be coming on the way. We're going to get right into it in this new episode. Let's go. What is going on, spectators? Welcome back to another episode. Today, we are going to be going over the NBA playoffs and the bracket and all of the matchups that are going to be going on. My name is Julian. I'm here with my boy, Brooklyn. As always, what's going on, big fella? No much, man. Happy Easter to everybody. Hope you're doing good, you. Ready to get back into it with another week. Like you said, playoffs started and they jumping. We got some dope games already happening and... It's set up for some spicy series. Yeah, and so what we're going to do today, we're, instead of going over the games that happen and the games that might or will be, because um, that's fun and all, right? That's fun and all. We do that a lot. Aight. Aight. But <laughs> there's something that I wanted to do today that I think is going to be kind of sick as well. So what we're going to do is Brooklyn's going to take over to East. I'm going to take over to West. We're going to bounce back and forth. And what we're going to do is we're going to go over what it's going to take for every single team to be able to win the NBA championship. And, you know, not every team is, you know, actually capable of doing it. But if there was a path for this team to do it, we're going to discuss that today. Uh, sound good, Brick? You ready? Sounds, sounds great. You want me to start it off? Yeah, I want you to start it off. Start with the East and give me that that eight seed. The eight seed, as everybody knows, is the Atlanta Hawks. And this isn't one of the teams that I think could make it out and actually make a run. But, like you said, if, if there were. was a path, if there, were. if there was a path, the first thing they need to do is thaw out Trey Young because that man is solid as a brick from the first game. Just the first And game. we can't have that. We can't have that. And we know Trey Young, he's going to bounce back. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. But also this team don't got a good defense. They don't got a good defense at all. I believe they are about like, defense. yeah, the bottom, bottom half and way at the bottom of the barrel too. And you can't do that. So for them to really make a run, they're going to need to stop a nosebleed at that. And then the duo of John Collins and Trey Young going to have to run the floor and, and be that dynamic, high-flying, per, perimeter threat, inside dominant duo. And that's the, that's the only path that I really see making work. So, Okay. Um. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you there. If they can st if they can make a defensive improvement over the playoffs and actually like play defense, just oh, we're preserving it in the regular season, and then all of a sudden be like elite defensively, this team could be very dangerous. They have one of the best offenses yeah. in the league, especially with Trey Young. Like you have that elite score, it's going to take a lot though. So I agree with you. Yeah. Um, moving over to the West, for me, the New Orleans Pelicans are the eight seed. They have one of the toughest matchups ever against this number one seed Phoenix Suns, who are terrifying. Yeah. The Pelicans have a couple things going right for them right now. They are playing with an extreme amount of confidence. They've been playing pretty good basketball the last month of the year. I mean, there was a point where they were several games back of everybody. They were very behind. They made that C.J. McCollum trade. He gets there. He brings a leadership, a veteran uh, swagger. He's winds up scoring 25 on the year and easily their best scorer, especially in a year where Brandon Ingram kind of took a step back. There was no Zion. The fact that they didn't have Zion and Brandon Ingram just didn't fully play like anybody wanted. I think it was his worst efficiency season of his career to this point. Nope. They're in a good spot in terms of getting into the playoffs without Zion. Now that's a whole different conversation for their future, whether he stays or not, but if they're going to make it to the championship and win the whole thing, they are going to need Brandon Ingram to truly step up and be the number one scorer that they wanted him to be and let CJ just bring veteranship and maybe actually lead them in scoring, but not have to be the guy at the end of the game. If that makes sense. So do yeah. that, continue to have the confidence that they've had over the last month, and you're going to have to find a way to stop the Suns particularly because this is the hardest matchup they would have moving forward, um, in my opinion. 
stop the Suns from being the efficient team that they are, which is the easiest thing to say in the world and maybe the hardest thing to do. So it's, it's an uphill battle for them. And that's how it is for the eight seeds in general. But absolutely. Yeah. All right, and then we move up. over to probably one of the best seven seeds, and not even probably, one of the best seven seeds ever yeah. in NBA history, the Brooklyn Nets. So No bias. Shout out my no boys. Bias. No, no bias. No, no bias. bias at all. Except shout out my bit. boys. We we get the play-in game victory. We, we get the seven seed. Cool. But they run into a very, very good defensive team in the Boston Celtics. In fact, the best-rated defensive team in the NBA, the Boston Celtics. And from game one, it showed. It showed a lot. And that's going to be something that's going to be a problem with the Nets because KD got clamped. Yeah. I think he only Pretty had about too. 23 points. Didn't shoot a and, and the only way this Brooklyn Net team makes a run is if you have KD and Kyrie playing at a phenomenal level because there's no better duo than that when they're at their highest. Those are two of the top scorers in the league. Yep. That That's hard to stop. But just off of that, the Nets can't win a championship, but it's just KD and Kyrie. It's not possible. They need their support cast to show up consistently. I don't want just one night like they did this game in game one, where you got 13 from Claxton, 14 from Dragic, Seth Curry, Drummond shows up, Bruce Brown. No, we need it every single night because unless those guys show up, the Nets aren't going to make it out of the first round. They're not. Because this Boston Celtic team will clamp them down and cut down the Nets. Simple as that. So I like that. (laughs) I like that. And I hate to say it. I hate to say it. and, And it's a crazy thing, too, not to take your ease too much but i mean the celtics in my pre- in our preseason thing we kind of called them dead in the water because they have just yep. not gelled uh, it was a team that yep. you know brown and tatum didn't really like they worked together but not with the rest of the team and nobody else seemed to really want to be there besides like maybe marcus smart who might be defensive player of the year this year he was amazing and yep. robert williams really panned out so they've had a lot of good things happen especially after uh the, the calendar year changed and I don't think I could have told you that the Celtics would be favored in a series versus the Nets. If you, yeah. if you told me that last whenever, well, you know, last, last September, but that's kind of where we're at. And the Nets are up or the Nets are down one, nothing early. off a crazy bet on um, Jason Tatum spin move buzzer beater, just a circus shot. So it's like, if you lose on that, it's tough. And the crazy thing with this series is you still got two wild cards looming with Robert Williams and Ben Simmons who yep. can come back at any given moment. And what they bring you is unknown. Robert Will- Williams is coming off an injury. Ben Simmons coming Torn off an injury. Too. Not an easy injury for a center. Yeah. So that mind. let's see what happens. We'll see what happens. I do want to edit something real quick. The numbers I said in my Pelican stuff were wrong. I was looking at postseason numbers, um, but I still stand by every like analytical point of it just the numbers were off so i just i do want to point that out real quick um going to the seven seed in the west the minnesota timberwolves uh you mentioned that the nets might be the best seven seed we've ever seen and i disagree because i think it's the minnesota timberwolves um the nets have a lot of holes right they have two of the top 10 players in the world uh two of the top 20 maybe 25 when you have ben simmons healthy and like playing basketball maybe like not as a hobby um but but this Minnesota team is insanely deep. They have been bad for a long time. They have stockpiled draft picks. Most of them have flopped. But over the last couple of years, they've kind of figured it out a little bit. Carl Anthony Towns has blossomed into a elite big man scorer and an elite big man shooter to the likes we've almost never seen. It's like him and Dirk, and then there's like a big gap between the next best shooters at the position. So Carl Anthony Towns has been insane. He's almost averaging a double-double this year. Um, He won the three-point contest. This is the best team in the league offensively. This is the best team in terms of pace of play in the league. This is the best team in transition points. And they have a top-10 defense with a whole bunch of young guys. They have three guys on the court at all times with Cat, Anthony Edwards, who's 
taken just an amazing step in year two. And with D'Lo, who's almost been forgotten this year, um, that those guys can take over a game at any point in time. Carl Anthony Towns in the play-in game did not play well. He was awful. And they still won. D'Angelo Russell in game one versus Memphis was awful. He was not good. They still won. They are up one nothing against Memphis. And I like the matchup between these two teams. I think Memphis is a better team because they are just like incredibly deep. I've never seen a team play 10 men, 20 minutes each like Memphis. It's actually a little ridiculous. But yeah. Minnesota, if they can score at the clip that they've been doing, which is really hard in the playoffs, defense gets real tight. People start trying. But if they can score like they have all season, leading the league with a, with their a better than average defense, I don't see a reason why they couldn't win the championship. I, I think they're that scary when they're playing the offense that they can do. And if Anthony Edwards or Cat or D'Lo takes over a game, they have that guy that you can take over a game and win big games with. So I don't see why they can't do it. Malik Beasley took a great step. Patrick Beverly has never missed the playoffs as he so confidently tells us every time he opens his mouth. <laughs> I don't see why they couldn't do it. I think it's an uphill battle, but they definitely have the bits to do it. Way more of an upgrade over um, New Orleans in the last analysis. Uh, absolutely. And the only thing that stops them is like lack of playoff experience. That's it. That's, that, it. that's literally the only thing because you're right. You got Michael Jordan 2.0. So shout out the young boy Anthony Edwards because that that dude's a bucket thirty six in his first playoff game, first ever playoff game thirty six. <laughs> what? That, Second that, most that, ever. I think Luke had the most with like forty two or forty five or whatever it was. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna throw out the the names, but they had a whole graphic pop up on yeah. the screen during that game, and the names. Huh. Yeah. So good good company to be in. Yeah. Again, I I like the Timberwolves. I really do. I don't know if they'll win it all. Yeah. And I like them, and, I, and I, they're fun. They're a fun team. Now, the six seed, this is a team that I came into the preseason uh, preview with, and I thought they were going to be good this year, and I was right. I, I hit the nail on the head with that. They were deep. But as the year kept on going on, the Chicago Bulls started just getting a little too fragile. They lose Lonzo Ball which is the factor for me at least that I don't think that they'll make a deep run in the playoffs because I do think this team is glued together by Lonzo. DeMar's great. Zach Levine's great. Vooch is great. Kobe White off the bench. Cool. That That's where it starts getting a, a little Fair thin. Yeah. <laughs> so the only way they really make a make a deep run if you got michael jordan 2.0 and 3.0 you, you're gonna need the second coming and third coming with the rosen and levine they're gonna have to play out of their mind for things to go their way and they're in the lower half of defense in the whole league they're 23rd in the league they don't that's the not gonna way. be a good matchup especially when they're going up against the bucks that that's not what you want to see, because yeah. who's stopping Giannis? Like this game was closer than it was, but who's stopping Giannis? How how are you getting out of the first round? I don't think you can, and unless they get a little more out of Caruso for like being a person, and then a lot more of being a basketball player on the court. No no okay okay but hype them up hype them up. Why are they winning the championship? Second and third coming to Michael Jordan. Okay. Levine and DeRozan. They not, have to play out of their mind. Not DeRozan reverting back to his uh, Toronto playoff days. Simple as that. And not Zach Levine getting rubbed off on that. <laughs> like yeah, like they, they can't fold. That That's the only way. Yeah. They can't fold. And unless those two lead them all the way to the chip, it's not happening. Okay. It's fair enough. Yeah, they, yeah. they were... Um, they were a team that a lot of people were high on really early, and I was never, and so I'm kind of happy I stayed on that ship. Um, but yeah, I mean, if DeRozan, it, it, if DeRozan okay and Levine are scoring 35 know. a game, each of them, like, and the rest of your team, we're literally asking the other five of you guys, because they'll probably play a seven 
man rotation for most of it. Uh, yeah. If the other five of you can get us 30 combined, please. And then maybe there's a chance, but that's asking a and, lot and, out and of that's a lot a, of people. That's the thing. When you got uh, Nicola being the leading scorer in game one and DeRozan and Levine scoring 18 apiece, that's, that's not, not enough. No, nah, that's not That's it. not enough, bro. You can't do it. <laughs> you can't do it, especially against the Bucks. And that's your gatekeeper right there. So good yeah. luck. Good luck. Um, I'm going to move over back to the West. Uh, this is a team I am also incredibly high on, um, but would be higher on if they were healthy, and them not being healthy really does suck. Um, Jamal Murray's still not back. But the Denver Nuggets, they're the sixth seed. Uh, Nikola Jokic is going to win MVP again. Uh, there was a debate for a couple weeks, right, leading up to the end of the season. People were like, oh, it should be Joel. Oh, it should be Giannis. Oh, it should be Jokic. Um Jokic is the reigning MVP. He had the best season of all time of player efficiency rating. I repeat, he had the best season of all time in terms of player efficiency rating. Brooklyn's heard me say that probably 20 times. It's because it's so ridiculous. It's yeah. so ridiculous. He had a 32.94 player efficiency rating. That's better than a Wilt season where he averaged 50 points a game. Talk to, like, Talk to him. So this is the best <laughs> player in the world right now. And you know, you guys know I'm a LeBron guy. This is the best player in the world right now. And without him, this team would maybe be the worst in the West because they're missing MPJ. They're missing Jamal Murray. And it took Aaron Gordon four months to remember who he is. Right? But now we're heading into the playoffs. They had a good little run at the end of the season. They actually played very good basketball for the last month. Jokic, you know, 27 a game. Aaron Gordon, throughout his 20, last 20 games, was averaging at least 20. He, he scored 20 in his last 20, which was a giant boost for them. They really needed Aaron Gordon to, again, remember who he was. Uh, Will Barton had a great season as uh, a second or third scorer. And they're going to need their depth because that's what Denver kind of always is. They're a team with a lot of depth to really – elevate and and not shrivel like they have in years past and that's the problem with these teams with depth right like i think memphis is going to have a problem with it the jazz we see every year have a problem with it when you have a lot of guys to do a lot of contributions those contributions get smaller in the playoffs because the guys that are on the court for the other teams are putting way more pressure and when they're putting way more pressure and their lineups tighten up and now you have to have bryn forbes going up against donovan mitchell because Donovan's playing all 48, it gets way harder. So um, if Denver's going to win it all, they have a very tough matchup against the Warriors. But it's going to have to go through Jokic, right? They're going to have to find ways to make Jokic's job easier by having the guys around him make shots. And it's the simplest thing in the world, right? Basketball is so easy. Put the ball through the hoop. Make your shots. But it, it really is that simple. If they can have their extra guys make shots so that Jokic isn't double teamed every time he touches the ball, they're going to win. It's that easy. If he gets double teamed because nobody's making shots, they're not going to win because he becomes less efficient. It's that easy. Let the efficiency guy be efficient. Fair enough. And nobody's doing what Jokic is doing. Ever. Not currently or ever. The best at that size player efficiency rating of all time. I can't say at, it enough because it's so weird. Yeah. At that size with that bag. It's ridiculous. He's, he's fat. Bro, you look at him and there <laughs> should be no fat. reason he does what he does. No reason. Yeah. But he does it at a uh, high clip. And what he did this season is pretty impressive too. He, he didn't do it to the extent that Giannis did it. I think it was in 2013. But in 2013, Giannis Antetokounmpo led the Milwaukee Bucks in literally every single stat. It was points, blocks, steals, rebounds, uh, fouls, turnovers, and uh, block. Or there, there's one more. But he led it in literally every stat, and I think Jokic almost did that this year. <laughs> he yeah, led in steals, the, I, don't block. The, I don't think the Bucks want to look back to 2013. <laughs> no, but like it was that was <laughs> no, the bright you. spot that year. Yeah. It was like, oh, this team yeah. is terrible, but Giannis led in every stat, and yeah. It's kind of what happened here with, with the Jokic, so great stuff. Absolutely. Moving back over to the East, we got the Toronto Raptors. This seems interesting. They're fun. 
they're fun. They don't got anything top heavy that you look at them and it's like, all right, that guy is going to take us to where we need to be. They don't got that. And that's why they're going to need team basketball. That's the only way this team really, really goes above and beyond. Because without that, they they don't have much of anything that's going to be able to get them to that point. But the thing that scares me now also, you're going up against this Philly team. And B just stomped on on Scotty's foot. And he's probably going to be out game two. Who knows if he out, he's out game three. Which, if, if he is, this series is a wrap, unfortunately. But that's somebody you're going to need. You're going to need the young boy to show up. And he showed up also in game one with 15 points. Yeah. So Rookie shout D-Ray. out to the young boy. You're going to need Siakam. You're going to need Van Vliet. Those are two guys that are going to be the key factor with this whole thing. And then you also got somebody who didn't really show up in game one, Gary Trent Jr. He he averaged 18.3 in the regular season. He scored nine in, the, in game one. That's somebody else that's going to be an X factor to this team. You add on top of that, you got everybody playing some high-quality team basketball all across the board. The Raptors could make a spicy little run. We've, we've seen it happen. They obviously had more star power with that. They had Kawhi. They had Kyle Lowry. They, they had, they yeah, had two they all had the favorites on that team. Yeah, They had more star power. Maybe three that, if you fine. count Gasol. Maybe. That's fine. But now, now you go off just the nitty gritty. You use that experience. And now you try to fill that void with what you got. And if they manage to play as a unit, not play sloppy, score at a high clip, be able to stop what they need to stop they, they could do something yeah i um i love this raptors team and i think they're going to be incredibly dangerous in in coming years when um yeah when they just need a little more they need a little bit more time scotty yeah. needs like a year or two yeah. like because scotty barnes will be the best player on this team come 2024 and if you have Scotty Barnes as the best player, and then Siakam, and then Fred, and then if Gary's still there, whatever other pieces you have, that team and is very scary. Superstar that you hope that you get. Yeah, that team is very scary, but um, especially yeah. with Scotty not playing, it's gonna be tough. But they're the most athletic team I've ever seen, so it's it's fun. Um, let's go to the next one for me, the Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz are always just such an interesting team. Uh, they have three all-star caliber guys with, with Donnie, with Gobert, and with Mike Connolly. Uh, Rudy Gobert is a bona fide superstar in this league. None of us accept it. None of us believe it. He just is. It's He's one of the best defensive players there have ever been in the history of the NBA. When he's on the court, they are a different team. It's just that simple. They are a different team. Um, I think the team... The, it's just kind of got to go through him a little bit more. Uh, a lot of the offense runs through Mitchell. If you guys have watched the games this year, it runs fully through him, and I don't think that's a bad thing. Donovan had a fantastic year. I think it was the best season of his career so far, and I, I really just think there's like a disjoint and a disconnect between the stars on this team. I'm sure everybody's seen that Donovan Mitchell doesn't pass the ball, the Rudy Gobert thing that kind of went around. Um, there, there were random clips that were kind of taken out of context clips, but it, it is kind of true if you guys watch these games. Uh, Rudy Gobert could score more than the 15 or 16 he does a game, and I would like to see him do that. I, I think that I don't think him scoring 20 a game is unrealistic, and for him to continue the defense he does. And so what I want out of the Jazz is to run the offense just a a little bit more through Rudy Gobert because it slows it down a little bit. I think they benefit more as a good defensive team from slowing the game down a little bit. Especially when you're playing the Mavericks, right? I don't think this matchup is going to be crazy hard for them, especially if Luka is not playing for another game or two. Um, Make sure you beat the Mavericks without Luka. Let's just do that. Because if they lose game two with Luka not on the court, then we have a whole different conversation to go through. But if they can play, slow the game down a little bit, play the offense that they want as a team and not just what Donovan kind of wants as an emotional leader, 
I think this team is fantastic. They have great shooting. Uh, Bogdanovich has been fantastic this year. Uh, Jordan Clarkson has honestly just emerged as a bona fide scorer off the bench. Like he is one of those like bench guys that you give it to and he just runs it. He's J.R. Smith without the without the drunkenness. And uh, you know, prime JR. Prime JR. Um, and all this team, they have a lot of really good things going for them. They just kind of need those things to be on the same page. And I don't think they will be. I think they're a second round exit. I would love to see Utah one day actually take a step forward. I don't know if that means getting rid of Mitchell. I don't know if that means getting rid of Gobert, which I would never do, but there's a distance. It's also it's also unacceptable that Rudy only got one attempt up and scored five points. Yeah, they did win. They did win. But again, there's a disjoint there. And that's fine. And and I agree. But it's unacceptable. You can't have that. And obviously it won't. Because he's their best player. I don't care about Donovan Mitchell. I love me some Spider. I love me some Spider. fantastic. But Rudy Gobert is the best player on this team. It's not even particularly close. So... He, he got a score. And that's what's crazy. Like, he's still the best player on the court, and he could score five points, and they win a game. Like, that's how important and impactful he is. But we need we need closer to 20, Rudy. Let's get some shots up. That, that, that's the thing. Only, let's get only some one shot? Out. Let's get like... some shots up. Let's, let's give me 11. I'll take a 60% shooting with 11 shots up. That sounds amazing to me. <laughs> that's fine, because he got you 17 boards, so. You got to think at least a couple of those are going to be putbacks. So, yes, sir. Shout out. <clears throat> now we move over to the four seed in the East, the Philadelphia 76ers. This team, they got Embiid. That that says a lot about a team right there because Embiid is an absolute monster. And then they go ahead and add James Harden during the season in the trade. Now, James has not shot well to end the season. At all. I think the last, like, 10, 15 games. I, I don't know who said it on, uh, I think, first take, but they're, like, he's putting up, I think it was uh, Jalen Rose, putting up tour date numbers. Like, four for 13, five, four for 17, five for 11, like, putting up tour date numbers. As long as as long as we're not talking like January thirty first, like as long as we're not yeah, there, there was a, there was a couple that were bad. There was a couple that was bad, but um, he still ends up having a good number at the end of the game though because he gets to the line, and I mean that's fine and that's great in the playoffs. Get to the line, hit your shots. James is gonna hit those shots. Yeah. There's no question about that. But we need him to shoot consistently from the field too. You can't depend on getting to the line because you never know how the refs are going to be any given night. You never know. And in the playoffs, they're probably going to be a little more strict. So you might not be yeah. getting there as much. So you're going to have to sh- shoot at a at a high clip. And then you also can't depend on Tyrese Maxey to drop 38 points. When he looks fantastic, by the way. He looks amazing. He looks amazing. But Harden and Embiid putting up 22 and 19, they yeah. still won. That's not that's not cutting it though. That's, that's not, not winning, that's it. not winning a championship. No, not at all. Because I mean, they got the pieces. You got Maxi, Harris, Shake Millen, like Thibel. They they're there. And then you also got Thibel that's only going to be here for Yeah, I was going to say Thibel that's here for half the series, yeah. Yeah, so but I mean and Bead's going to have to play as an MVP like he almost wants has. To. Yeah, almost has. Yeah. You're going to have to do that. second place in the MVP race twice in a row. Yeah, play like yeah. that. Play like that's that. fine. Play like that. And that's really good. That's, that's, that's not incredible, shade. actually. That's not shade. That's really good. No. <laughs> that's fine. I mean, Harden just got to hit the shots. You're one of the best three-point shooters of all time. I think he's, what, Third. five on the list? I, th- I thought it was third, third? already. He might be third. Five. It's something like that. He's he's. It might be third. I think it's third. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. You got to hit those shots. You got to, you can't depend on getting to the line, even though you're going to hit it, but you can't depend on getting to the line 10, 15 times and being able to get 12, 13 points from there. That's not going to cut it at all, because if you're shut down there and you're only putting up, let's say 15 from the field, 
you guys aren't winning a championship. So James Harden and Joel Embiid got to play like the insane duo that they could be. This duo could be one of the best in the NBA that we've seen in a while. Yeah. If they're playing at their top highest potential. They are that scary. They were that scary before they were even on the floor together. So play like that. Yep. Play like you guys want a chip. Play like James wanted to be somewhere that he wanted to win a championship around people that want to win. Okay, play like that. Show everybody. Do it. Joel Embiid, don't be crying in the locker room. Do it. Win it. Do it. Yeah, no more tears. Win. No. Cause you, cry, you, he cries you every year after they lose, and I love that. I think it's cool. Like a I lot love of people, it. A lot of people you don't like it. it. Um, I thought it was funny after like the Kawhi shot because like damn that's crazy. Yeah. But like it, I'm happy he does it. Like he shows emotion. He wants to win. But, like don't do it this year. Don't cry. You know what? You got your guy. Yeah, you got your guy. Do it. Yep. There's there's no excuse. There's no excuse. No excuse. Uh, we're hopping over to the Dallas Mavericks. Where are they the four seed? Um, first thing, this is how they win a championship. Put, get a healer from like World of Warcraft, bring it to Luca's room, put the dust on him, conjure the call, like the cauldron, pour the potion, make him drink it, whatever it takes and syringe him up. I don't care what it takes. Get him a, get him two minis in a big pot. Like, I don't care what it takes to get this man healthy, but get this man healthy. <laughs> I'm happy you like that. Because um, if there's no Luka Doncic, who's maybe... Like, I know I've said that uh, Jokic is the best player in the world right now, and he he certainly is. Um, Luka's maybe fourth, right? It, it might be, like, the three big men, and then Luka, and then LeBron. Like, it, it might be that. Uh, something like that. Like, obviously, that's a different conversation. But he's up there. Like, he, this is that guy. He is that guy. And so you're not winning it without him. You're just not. Um, obviously, hold down the fort until he's back. You would love to win a game against the Jazz without him. I think it's possible. Um, Jalen Brunson has been fantastic this year. Dinwiddie has been a, a strange piece that's like surprisingly worked out for this team. Um, Dinwiddie's a good like he's a good player, man. The, the trade never made sense piece. to me because like they it had Jalen Brunson, so it's like, are you getting this guy to start or like? They didn't, so, like, <clears throat> he's been off the bench. He's been fantastic. That, that's what Dinwiddie is. <laughs> this team can only run a seven-man rotation at best, right? That's that's the issue with this team. Like, you don't want Max Kleber to be playing more than 15 minutes, and Max <laughs> was cool. He, he's been a nice little big man. He is not a playoff basketball player currently. He's just not. So this team has to run a five, six man rotation. And when you're running a five, six man rotation without Luca, it gets that much more difficult, but, but it might be a blessing in disguise. If this team can figure it out, play Utah, win a game or two, wait for Luca to come back. But by the time Luca's back, Chris stops is shooting 60% scoring 22 again. Jalen Brunson is playing that fantastic three and D that he does. And he's running a point guard and he feels confident running the point guard against really good guys like Donovan, like Rudy Gobert and having to splice up a defense like that. This team could be something. You go in with some confidence, you get the best player on your team back and then you take the strides, right? That's how they're going to have to do it. it it's going to have to be the confidence from the other guys. It's going to have to be Luca comes back and doesn't feel the weight of the world on his shoulders. And that's the only way this is possible. You you know, we talked kind of numbers with DeMar and um and what's his name? Zach Levine over there. You're going to need 20. You you need you need 50 points out of Dinwiddie, Brunson, Kristaps. You need 50 every game. Um, where are you getting the points from Kristaps? Oh, he's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you have you Amazon yeah. Prime in them overnight from Washington? You got to, bro. You got to. He's not even on this team. I'm like, what? I'm like, wait a second. Yeah, no. no Chris That's why I was but... making the face. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. run through. Yeah. But... <laughs> but like. You got, you know what I'm saying? Like, you have to get these points out of... Uh, You're right, though. You know, you, you have to do it. And they're yeah. a small team, which kind of works out because, again, they held 
Gobert five points, so they're a tiny team. Like this, they do not have a lot of size. Um, again, another reason why this Dinwiddie trade was so odd. Uh, they they give up Kristaps for Dinwiddie, um, and they needed size. Like this team has needed a center, like an actual center, because uh, yeah. Luca is like their third tallest guy, and he's their point guard. Which um, is odd that they got rid of Kristaps. Yeah. It, it never made sense to me. But your point of what Brunson, Dinwiddie, and Kristaps needing 50, that just makes it all the more harder when they don't have Kristaps. They don't have Kristaps. <laughs> and now you got to. So now you need of, 50 out of Brunson and Dinwiddie. And, um, and you need it out of like Tim Hardaway, who's like the streakiest dude of all time. And, and Reggie Bullock had an awful season. Like he, uh, he was bad. He's still playing good defense, but he's just bad. Um, yeah, I don't yeah. know where to, I don't. That's the thing. I don't know where the scoring is coming from this team. And then you need yeah. Tim Hardaway on the court. Yeah, it's like <laughs> so. The, there's Exhibit B of this team. This team I issues. Don't like, I don't. I don't like this team. That's kind of where it comes no. down to. I'm more down on this team than I am on the Pelicans. If that says anything, so. No. Get Luca to so, the magic dust. Whatever that, that means to you. Don't care. That, there's a couple different ones. <laughs> All of them. Conjured them up. Put them in a baggie. Oh, throw, no. Throw them in the air at Coachella and let them just frolic. Yeah. But <laughs> getting, getting back over to the east, I'm going to make this one quick. The Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis, <laughs> Giannis and friends, simple as that. Giannis yeah. plays the way Giannis can play, and you got Middleton and and the boys showing up. You get Lopez and Drew Holiday to do what they do, and Bobby Portis. This team is scary. Very scary. If Chris Middleton plays <laughs> like Game Seven, Chris Middleton, <clears throat> how do they lose? How do they lose? So, I, I really don't have much to say about them because Giannis is that impactful of a player. And they have the pieces. Yeah. This team, they're starting they got, five. They got better. And they won the championship last year. They got better. So, go Bucks. <laughs> yeah, go Bucks. Yeah. Um, do, I, do I choose the same path as you with this next team? No, I won't. But, number three seed. In the West, Golden State Warriors. Yeah, this, this team, one's a little bit different. This one's a little bit different. They have the most yeah. championship pedigree of everybody left. Obviously, they have a they yeah. had a dynasty that ended and is almost kind of back. It, it it took like a break. It was like a when Jordan went to go play baseball, um, type of a deal. Potential potentially, um, they have the best shooter of all time. He had a pretty good year. He kind of fought some injuries. Right, Steph uh, didn't play. The end of the se- the end of the season for the most part. Yeah. The crazy thing about that is Jordan Poole came in, mm. got snubbed on the most improved player. It's because the whole season he wasn't the most improved player, so that's fine. Um, if you if you told me he won it, I'd agree. If you told me that he was left off, I'm like, yeah, it took until January, the end of January, for this to start happening. But he went from a D league or G league player, D league, imagine uh, a G league player last year that spent time at both sides to the second scoring option on the three seed in the West, and that is incredibly important because Clay is still kind of recovering. He's been significantly better down the stretch, right? You miss time with Steph. You miss time with Draymond. The team struggled without their time with Draymond. So first thing to make them win the championship is don't let Draymond tech out of games and don't let him get hurt. I know that's the way every team is. Don't let your third best player get hurt. But like, it's true. Like it's he, common sense, but you got to do it. <laughs> it's common sense. But Draymond is a guy who gets technical. So like, let's not get yeah. him thrown out of games. Let's keep him in the whole time and they'll be yeah. okay. Um, and just here's how the Warriors win it. All right. Steph's going to do Steph. And if Steph goes and does super Steph, then, like, ooh, watch out. But you're going to need Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins to 
show that the regular season wasn't a fluke. That's the true part, right? Andrew Wiggins had just a turnaround year. He was an all-star this year. He has played just incredible defense. He has become unselfish. He takes good shot selection. He doesn't need the score. Andrew Wiggins, baller. Happy for you. I really am. Kansas legend. Uh, and then Jordan Poole, again, came out of nowhere. Not nowhere. We all knew he had a good shot coming out of Michigan, but it took a little bit to really develop it. It took him watching the best to ever do it in the gym, turn around, like give a high five to a kid as the shot's going in and shimmy. Uh, it, it took that for him to, to get to where he is now. They're going to run a short rotation, as they tend to do in the playoffs. Stay healthy and show that the efficiency from Wiggins and Poole wasn't a fluke. If they can do that, I don't see any reason that they can't continue the dynasty that they started. I don't see any reason. I'm not mad at that. At all. Simple as that. You, you, got, you got some of the best. Yeah. And you look at this team and it's there. Yeah. They just got to perform. Got to do it. Do it, do it, do it. Just like the Boston Celtics need to keep on doing what they're doing on the def- defensive end because they're first in the league when it comes to defensive rating. Run that. Feed off of that because that's what's going to win you a championship. Right there. Defense wins championships, and you're one of the best teams at it. So continue to do that. And then you have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown doing what they do, playing at a high clip as they could. The thing that this team is going to need, though, is size. They need Robert Williams to come back because once they run up against Milwaukee, if they beat Brooklyn, once they beat Milwaukee, if that happens, and they go up against Philly, if they make it all the way through, they're going to need size. And Robert Williams is where it's going to come from because Daniel Theis and Grant Williams. Grant Williams had a good year. He's had a good year. He has. And Al Horford missing that step being an old man ain't gonna help you even though he tried to put up a a oop and and that man that that was rough so they're gonna need big rob to come back be a force give them that exercise but defense 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 is what's gonna win them the chip and that's what they have to stand on that's what they have to ride off into the sunset and make that little leprechaun dance. Give him a little dancey dance. Um, Jason Tatum has has to play like a superstar the whole way through as well. Yeah. That goes that does what I'm saying. But like J- he... Tatum and Brown need to play at the high clip that they need to play. Yeah. There's no reason that they won't, but There's a... they, they have to. They've never shown like the yips in the playoffs, at least from, no. from the games I've watched. Like They've never shown it. So. No, they're, they're ballers. Yeah, they're, 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 they're ballers crazy. and they're cold. And they could do it. So. Yeah, I mean, they're the two seed for a reason. Like, they played so insanely well. Just ride ride that momentum that you've had from the new year. And the only team that's been better is the Suns. So. Collision course? Question mark? Uh, number two seed in the West. I think everybody and their mother is surprised that this is the two seed in the West. I think everybody knew Memphis was going to be better. Like, they were a play-in team last year. They, they have a young core. Um, they got all the nonsense out of the way. I remember a couple of years ago when Iguodala forced a trade there and then forced a trade out, um, there was a quote from Dylan Brooks, and it was like, listen, he wasn't on our wavelength. He didn't see what the young guys saw. So that's fine. Get him out of here. We don't want him. And I remember yeah. at the time, people were like, how could you say that about an NBA champion, about a veteran? And, you know, there's there's some truth to that. But what he did there was kind of messed up where he got there and then just refused to play. It was weird. So you get him out of there, which I think actually really helped this team. Like, it, it was like a galvanizing point. They're like, hey, look at that. We actually have haters within the program. Let's get them out and show that we believe in this. And the young guys have been incredible, right? Desmond Bain won't win most improved but he's been fantastic. You know why? Because John Morant's gonna win most improved because John Morant, it's crazy to think that a number two overall pick has been overlooked, <laughs> right? Yeah. But there was so much hype with Zion that Ja kind of not fell under the radar, but a little bit, right? 
And then he started playing, and he was showing how athletic he was. And we're like, wait, that guy's really fun. But now this guy's just really good. And all the Derrick Rose comparisons are completely merited. Um, he is just the real deal. The thing that's crazy about the Grizzlies, though, they continue to be fantastic without Ja. He was out for a good amount of time. And they continue to be fantastic without him because they are a top 10 offensive and defensive efficiency team, offensive and defensive rating team. It's because they're deep. Again, I said it earlier. They run a 10-man rotation where 10 guys get 20 minutes a game. 10 different guys get 20 minutes a game. It's kind of unreal. Jaron Jackson might be defensive player of the year. He's just blossomed this year. Again, Dylan Brooks has been really, really good. Desmond Bain has shown that he can run an offense without Ja. Tyus Jones just doesn't turn the ball over. Like They have a lot of guys that do a lot of little things. I saw a ridiculous take the other day that was like, and I didn't hate it, but I did hate it. Where they're like, I would take Tyus Jones over Russell Westbrook. And I'm like, uh, no, but yes, because he doesn't turn it over. He also doesn't play, so it's not like hurting. I don't know. It was weird. I don't agree. But Memphis is really I, good. I He's that. a pro- yeah, I hate, right? It's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. But I mean, Steven Adams is like their ninth guy on the death chart. Steven Adams, an incredible defender and a rim runner. and They're really deep, man, and they're young and they're hungry. And they have a really tough matchup with what I said was the best seven seed I've almost ever seen with the Minnesota Timberwolves. And they're going to have a tough time stopping them from scoring, as shown in game one. But if this team can just still play a deep rotation and still get these same contributions from everybody... Add Jaw back to the mix and just continue to not have a one-man show where Jaw's trying to do it all. They are very dangerous. Very dangerous. Yeah. Same thing I said with uh, Gobert, though. Steven Adams scoring zero in 24 minutes. I mean, that's fine. Again, it's, it's the rotation. Like, he's not even there to score, like, at all. So, it's like... Fine. That, that's fine, though. You want zero, from, but it's fine. Like, you don't... We, you we don't can't do that. You don't and, and back to the Iguodala thing real quick. It's kind of funny because they they got that veteran leadership of what not to do. Yeah. They saw that, yeah. and they were like, cool. They just flipped the script on everything, and the young guys were like, bet. They looked at that, they went the other way, and look at where they brought them. Yeah, they're, so. they're going to be good for a long time. They just will. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So. Without a doubt. Especially if they keep like the core together. And they yeah, keep I mean, on you, keep, you keep Bean, Brooks, Morant, and Jackson, and this is you're good. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Moving over to the three hundred five, the number one seed, Miami Heat. I kind of have the same notes for them as I do with the Celtics. They're a really good defensive team. They're they're number four. That's what got them to this point. Keep on doing it and. Keep on riding off of that. I'm I'm pretty much just going to be a parrot on this, just switching it up. But when it comes to the size, Bam is going to have to bang with the big bodies. That's one thing that's going to be a big factor when it comes down to these bigger teams. Bam is going to have to bang because Deadman, I mean, he plays big minutes, but Bam is where you're going to get majority of your... Your offensive efficiency from. And then Jimmy. Jimmy Butler. The yeah, weirdest superstar. Please be efficient, Jimmy. In in the league. Yeah. The weirdest superstar in the league. We need to see him just bent over on the, the little table, exhausted, giving it his all. Yeah. Because if we're not seeing that Jimmy, if we're not seeing him putting it all out on the court and scoring... And leading this team and being dominant and defensive and doing it all. They they can't do it. They can't do it. But I do think that they can if Jimmy performs. Because, I mean, you even look at um Duncan Robinson. He showed up. Gave them 27. P.J. Tucker, Kyle Lowry. Bam. Hero. Like, they got ballers on the team that they could make a deep run. Without a fact. Play defense, make Jimmy lead you, bang with the big bodies for Bam, and they got a chip. 
This this Easily. Heat team is better than the one that went to the finals two years ago. Yeah. They're better. I think Jimmy's a worse player though than he was. That that scares me. That that's why I say weird weirdest superstar in the league. Yeah. Cause like he's great. Jimmy's a star. But he's not always sparkling. There's something about the one seeds in the East that we just never like. I never when a team's a one seed in the East, I look at it, I'm like, I'm good. Like every year. Because it's usually like, times, why like, are they there? What happened with the other teams that made you guys get there? Boston could be a one seed. They started their run too late. Brooklyn was the one seed. They got hurt. They fell all the way to the bottom of the barrel. Chicago, they fell off. Like, Milwaukee just like, they they kind of just been floating. They've been vibing. Yeah. They've been vibing, just waiting for the playoffs. Like, <laughs> So it's like, that's why you guys are there. You guys could easily be... A two through five seed. Easily. Philly could have been higher. Milwaukee. Toronto. Like. So that's why we always kind of just look at it and it's like. All right. Nice. But. They're falling victim to what I discussed earlier with Denver and Utah. In team basketball isn't overly successful in the playoffs when you don't have like true dominance right like team basketball worked really well for the warriors because they had two top five players in the world yeah and then like a top 15 player with clay so it's like that that's why i'm worried about that's why i'm worried about the raptors (laughs) yeah exactly like team basketball is really cool in the regular season but it it doesn't always translate and that's uh, the scary part about the heat um yep but you know bouncing off that team basketball this is the the reigning west champions <laughs> this me. is this is team basketball right here and this is the best version of it and without that top 15 talent i think devin booker is probably a top 15 um somewhere around that especially i would have never i would have never heard you say that <laughs> hey i said probably <laughs> If I, if I wasn't me, I would have said definitely. <laughs> so, um, you know, Devin Booker was really good this year. Again, he's still not the best player on this team, which is crazy to me. Like, he's still not. It's still Chris Paul. Uh, don't ask me how. It, Chris Paul is just like the ageless wonder who just makes things move a little bit quicker. It's it's like um in like a NASCAR race. It's like all the cars technically technically go to Sam, but it's like this one dude in the pit got that thing on him and, and he's you know what i'm saying so the phoenix suns are just incredible mikhail bridges has been just a, a, a improvement he is so fun to watch uh cam johnson found his shot I, again we talked about it earlier in the year but like Cam Johnson was, like, overlooked because he doesn't have, like, a crazy high ceiling. But when he was drafted, he was NBA-ready. So, I was like, why are we concerned about this? He is exactly what we thought he would be. A really, really good shooter. And he's tall. And he can dribble a little bit. Like, why are we upset that he isn't going to potentially be Michael Jordan? Like, let him be a really good shooter. And he is. He's a a, a great shooter. Uh, DeAndre Ayton has still played that role. I mean, it's really cool to see a center not demand to be the guy when you are a guy like Aiton who 20 years ago would have just been Dwight Howard too, right? But he's not demanding it. He's, again, almost overlooked on this team. Like, he might be their fourth or fifth scoring option, and that's fine with him. It's kind of great. Like, he scores more than some of the other guys, but crunch time, he might not even be on the court because of his foul shooting. So it's like... This team is is deep, and they're all bought in. And if you watch any of the clips, they are dancing and enjoying themselves and really like playing with each other. They're FaceTiming Chris Paul, calling him an old man, that he got arthritis and all that. The man's hurt. He was hurt. They were making fun of him. And the man drops 30 with 10 assists and 7 rebounds. That's the crazy thing about Chris Paul, right? Again, I said he's still the best player on his team. It's because come right now, the only time Chris Paul has ever not been good in the playoffs is when he's not on the court, which happened a lot. He's gotten hurt quite a few times in the playoffs. Yeah. And it happened last year. Like, he got hurt in the playoffs. Like, it, it's what it is, and he wasn't there, and they struggled. And 
When he's not there in the playoffs, it is different. They were fantastic without him in the regular season, but we need Chris Paul to stay healthy. If Chris Paul is healthy, there's not a single reason in the world they won't go back to the finals, and they should be the favorite to win it all. I don't see any other team that's deeper. I don't see any team that's better. There's plenty of teams with higher talent on the top end, but not as distributed and not as bought in. This team is bought in. And they're the yeah, best coach team in the league, by the way. Yeah, no, no argument there. So yeah, let um, let Devin Booker cook. Let let him be the second best player, and we're vibing. That they're, they're honestly they're cruising. I really think they won't have an issue. There's there's two teams I look at on both sides that I have no worries about, and it's what, the, the Suns and the Suns. Bucks and the Suns. Yep. I think I, look I, at both of I think them. we get a rematch in the finals last year. I don't. I yeah, don't. like I, I look at both of them and like, there's not really much that I can nitpick on them. No. Like everybody else, there's a reason why they could. There's a reason why they can't. I mean, of course, there's a reason why they can't. Yeah. yeah you yeah. don't play basketball. Nice. Somebody gets hurt. Nice. That's fine. But the reasons that they could far outweigh any other reason that any other team in the league right now can. So. Yeah, I. They're solid. They're dangerous. The Suns are they're fun, scary. Man, the Suns are fun. They are, man. And they're a fourth quarter team. The crazy thing about the Suns, they're down like ten at the half, like forty percent of their games, and then they win by twenty five. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. stupid. Like every time I watch a Suns game, I see them down like eight, and then like they just flip it on. Reminds me of the Warriors from like twenty sixteen, where it's like. They were a third quarter team, that Warriors team. This is a fourth quarter team, so it's just like if you're not up twenty five, like good luck. You look at their like eight man rotation that they run, and there's not a hole anywhere in there. It's scary. It, it helps when you have guys playing like the best ball of their career, right? Cameron Payne was a career backup. I mean, hey, that's how you that's He's how you get to where you need to get basketball. <laughs> fantastic basketball. Yeah. Which just underrated Pat Beverly-esque energy without, like, the Black Air Forces. Like, Cameron Payne is, like, soft boy Patrick Beverly. Like, he's, like, grew up in an affluent area Patrick Beverly. <laughs> he he went to a private high school Patrick Beverly type of deal, right? Like, <laughs> that's what it feels like. Pat Bev is a whole nother... <laughs> he's a demon. He's but, a I mean, demon. that's what you need. You need that guy on your team. You need yeah. him. So, yeah. shout out Pat Bev. Shout out Pat Bev. I, I'm right there with you, though. I think the Suns and the Bucks are the teams that are yeah. easily looking at. Um, I think six of the teams in the West could make it, though, which is fun. I think probably three teams in the East could realistically make it. What's your um, unexpected runner on each side? That can Timberwolves. Make Timberwolves. 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 I think the Timberwolves are way better than a seven seed. I think the Timberwolves are maybe better than Memphis as a playoff team, not as an actual team, but as a playoff team. Um, and if Minnesota's as scoring as efficiently as they do, which again is harder in the playoffs because defenses get better, but if they're scoring the way that they score, there's like the only two teams that are still better are the Suns and the Bucks. So. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a bold take too. I've seen a couple of people saying that the Timberwolves are gonna beat Memphis. I don't even know if they will, but like if they beat Memphis, I really like them moving forward. I like them over Denver. Oh and yeah. then I mean the Warriors it's just a shootout. So can you outshoot them? Maybe. I don't know. Like it's a maybe. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> do, do the Warriors forget where the rim is? Yeah. If they do, <laughs> you, you move on. You know what part of it is with the Suns, too? I said it when I mentioned New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans just isn't going to beat them, right? So they're going to beat... No. They're, they're going to beat... The Suns are going to win that, and then they get the Dallas Mavericks, the hobbled Mavericks, or, like, the Jazz, and they're going to win that, like, pretty comfortably. No so it's just like, well, that. now who are you playing in the conference finals? Are you playing Memphis? Are you playing Minnesota? Are you playing Denver? Playing the Warriors? That's going to be your toughest matchup. 
and it depends on who they play. Like, if they play Denver, I'm not worried. If they play the other three, it could be fun. Yeah. And that's the thing, fun. Is it scary? No. It's scary if they maybe play Golden State. Yeah. And then if the T-Wolves make it that far, if then the, obviously if the, they're if playing, the Timberwolves and they're playing in, the best yeah. basketball ever. Yeah, if they're <laughs> in the conference finals, I'm terrified of them. Because they're playing the best basketball ever that yeah. they ever played. And that's the only like, reason I say make a run. Like if, if they're yeah. clicking, they're like actually incredibly scary. Yeah. So, that's all. But um yeah, I, those are our previews for the East and the West. That's what those teams are gonna need to do. I'm sure there's plenty more again. Injuries there's there's a bunch of little things, right? Matchups are crazy important as well. But this is in a perfect world. This is how you win it. Got any final thoughts here, Brick? Go Brooklyn, Go Nets. Go Nets. I got no horse in the race, so everybody have fun. <laughs> I had a very stressful Easter. <laughs> that that game a was wild. Week. Yeah, it'll be a rough Easter week. It'll hopefully not go seven for you, but I hope it goes seven for me. I wanted to go seven, though. No, you don't. I, no, you don't. As a basketball fan, you do, but no, you don't. I'm a basketball fan. <laughs> Fair enough. Thank <laughs> you, everybody, for watching. Make sure you watch all the games. We got an amazing month and a half, two months of basketball coming up. Uh, we'll be breaking it down. We'll be breaking down the MLB and all the other sports news that you guys need to know. Make sure you follow us at underscore the spectators on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We're posting. We're going hard on TikTok from now on. I promise. We're going to get some of these clips on there. So if you didn't watch the episode before, now you're seeing this after you saw the TikTok, welcome. I love you. You're beautiful. Um, yeah. So make sure you guys are all tuned into that. Make sure you sub on YouTube if this is where you're watching it. And we'll be back next week with more of the spectators. Later, everybody. Peace.